Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one air care heating and cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be previewing all the games of the week, as well as giving you Bryduck and Snowman studs and duds of the week. So sit back and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Mm. Division rivals player. Mm. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. Yeah. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds. So listen. A Raider in Fort Worth. A Bronco in the Bay. Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another podcast episode by Fantasy Football BS. Welcome back. I'm the Snowman with my co-host, my Texas and native and Las Vegas Raider rival over here, Bryduck. Man, Bryduck, you will never guess the beer I was able to find. The beer I, I know you. I know find. you said it. I was throwing a little teaser last last episode, so I'm about to drop this on you, man. Let's hear it. How excited you're gonna be! Oh my gosh, you're gonna be so excited. So I'm drinking a Snow Wizen, which is a wheat ale from Snowshoe Brewing Company. Do, do they know who you are? Did you walk in I, there and say, I am the heir to this throne? I, I ended up swooping it <laughs> from a friend, actually. And I was like, he told me what it was. And I was like, no shit. Like, That's... they're up in Arnold, California. So I definitely got to stop in there because... Yeah, throw that's my ID awesome. down. <laughs> yeah, Snow Eisen. That's that's pretty. That's pretty clever. Yeah, I, I'm shocked you didn't create that. Everyone's gonna be like, dude, is are you a part owner of that fucking company? Like, yeah, but you, they should sponsor us. Like, you, no, you've joke. gotta be. Yeah, I, I might need you to send me over some of those Snow Eisens after looking over this injury report, man. Oh my, my he- god, my head was spinning. Oh my gosh! Like literally spinning. We had at one point like twenty five people listed on on this uh, injury report before we started cleaning it up today, and uh, I think we're down to like fifteen now after some people started practicing again. And but these are still some big names, and man, it's going to be a, a rough week four for a lot of people. Uh, you know, especially people who are are thin at the wide receiver position. People are already thin at the running back position from the first couple weeks. So I yep. mean, you are really reaching right now for for some of these guys. Yeah, and for our listeners, the research we have to do to just make up the injury list is like more than any in our season. Like <laughs> top performers is easy. Like <laughs> like all that, but literally making the sheet for this injury report there's so much on there and so much like changes and everything i mean there was it's a definitely lot. the most fluid of everything that we deal with because injury reports are are day-to-day i mean you could be healthy today injured tomorrow vice versa i mean it's it's really difficult to stay on top of 
uh, key injuries. And then, you know, all, you also have all your veterans who have their, you know, midweek injuries that all of a sudden pop up on the report so that they don't have to practice, you know? Exactly. So then it's like, how many of those do you have, have to actually pay attention to? Which ones of those are really serious? The ones that are, are, are typically soft, uh, soft tissue injuries are the ones that concern me the most. You know, Explain that to to the noobs out there. Don't so don't so that. so a, a hamstring issue, a calf issue, a quad in, injury, any of those uh, those muscle uh, soft tissue injury type uh, things are the ones that seem to always linger. If yeah. if they're listed on the injury report as like a you know uh, ankle injury or like a sprained ankle or something like that more than likely they're just putting that on the report because they have to put something and you know he's just sitting in the ice tub for the day um, yeah but by tomorrow he'll be fine yeah. so but when you see hamstring injury those are the ones that you really have to pay attention to calf injuries um, you know those are the ones that you should be really concerned with and and personally uh, if you're making trades I, I always steer clear of people who have hamstring issues already um it's just something that i've i've always done and a lot of times if i have a player i just i just traded julio jones you know julio jones people this is our second ranked wide receiver we think very very highly of julio jones and i traded him because he's got that hamstring issue and you know they're saying he, he could miss another week possibly a week after that um, you know, their season looks like a dumpster fire, so they're not really trying to rush them back. So that's just a guy that I was like, man, with nothing to fight for and a soft tissue injury, I'm, I'm not going to even mess with Julio Jones this year. So I, I traded him off as quick as I could. Um, it's crazy too, because their offense is just can score at will. Oh I yeah, mean, absolutely. They're, they're putting up points. They should be three and zero right now. They, they, they should be. But they've lost three sucks. games that they should have won. Yeah. Um, they literally have given away three games. So they're they're a talented team on offense, like you said, but their defense is just terrible and the sole reason for why they're 0 and 3 versus 3 and 0. Absolutely. Absolutely. And couple couple other stuff I'm, with our Thursday episodes, obviously we're going to be giving you those questionable doubtfuls outs like we we're just talking about. We are going to go over our studs and duds for week four Bryduck, hit him with those social media since you know that shit so well yep so uh social media instagram youtube follow us at fantasy football bs uh and like we were just talking about with these injuries you're going to want to make sure you're following us so that we you can keep up with our stories and keep up with you know all those injury reports that are coming out um on twitter follow us at fantasy fbbs uh podcast platforms itunes spotify google acast wherever you listen to your podcasts you can find us at fantasy football bs absolutely absolutely and again don't forget always want to shout out shout out excuse me our sound engineer got turn up the phones yeah. all right everyone welcome back welcome back we're gonna jump right into these injuries here and just kind of go over them quite quickly there is a lot and again we've we've said it quite a bit already this season that if we spent we could do a whole episode talking about injuries and and everything like that there's so many injuries but we're gonna we're just gonna keep you up to date on the ones that are the most relevant for you and Bryduck, uh why don't you start us off here with uh with the running backs 
Yes, so uh, really we just got four running backs that you're going to want to keep an eye on. Obviously, the most notable here is going to be Chris Carson. He got that injury uh, over the weekend against the Cowboys. Um, had a, had all boy uh, defensive tackle doing the Gator roll on him. Pre- yeah. Pretty pretty dirty play, but um, oh yeah, poor Chris Carson. You know he's he's battled injuries pretty pretty often here in the past, and here he is, you know, with a knee sprain. So we don't really uh, know how long he can be out. But you got Chris Carson at, at listed as questionable right now. I would lean toward him not playing this weekend. Yeah, I, I think they'll lean towards that, especially with Carlos Hyde stepped in pretty nicely last week uh, with, with Chris Carson out. And, of course, your your stud is just Russell Wilson. So yeah. it don't matter who you have running the ball. As long as Russell Wilson's healthy, you're going to be competitive. Uh, who are some of the other running backs? Yeah, so you had Philip Lindsay. He's still dealing with the turf toe. He's out, you know, like we said, two to four weeks. So that's going to continue on. Um, but keep an eye on him. Uh, you know, he, he, we're coming up here on week four, so you can be looking at him probably start to get some playing time or not playing time, but some practice time in to start yeah, testing, he, he's testing been, out that foot. Yeah. He's been a little limited and they, they keep saying questionable, but again, they're not going to play in, on a short week here Thursday. I, I don't see them playing him. I think that'll go doubtful. Uh, and even if he does, I mean, he's not going to see shit, so yeah. leave him out. Who else yeah. we got? And then you got Raheem Mostert. Uh, Coleman's out, so, uh, you know, McKinnon had, had the injury, and he's now listed as healthy. So you've pretty much got McKinnon as the uh, the bell cow back there with Mostert and Coleman both injured, and, uh, you know, Coleman's going to be out for quite some time, and you got Mostert, you know, listed as questionable. Um, I, I, I could see them, you know, having them sit, sit out here another week or two. So I um, think so. And especially, I mean, they're two and one, right? So there's no reason to, to bring them back, rush them back. So let them, if they're gonna maybe take a few snaps, but Jarek McKinnon proved last week that he could definitely handle the load. So exactly. Yeah. And they have a pretty favorable matchup this weekend. So I don't think it's something that they necessarily need to force a lot of players back for. Absolutely not. And then you got Cam Akers, who is one of those guys that we were just so high on before the season started, and we really just haven't had an opportunity to even see the kid play. Yeah. Um, so it's been pretty unfortunate there for Cam Akers, but he's dealing with a ribs issue. Um, it's day-to-day, so he's listed as questionable, but I see uh, Daryl Henderson having a big week this weekend with uh, Brown and Akers both probably out. Yeah, no, no, perfect, perfect. Now, uh, going into the, the wide receivers, again, Devontae Adams is listed as questionable right now, uh, even if he comes back. Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean I'll mean, i say I almost picked him for, for a dud, but I figured that'd kind of be a little, that'd be a little cheating right there if you pick someone that you already think is going to not play, uh, even though he's projected right now like 16 points. But I, I don't think he's going to be doing very much uh, whether he comes back or not. So just keep an eye on that being questionable. Um, now, Michael Thomas has returned to practice, and he did suffer that high ankle sprain. He's still listed as questionable, but it is good news to see that he is returning to practice. So that's another one that uh, with him kind of eyeing week four, don't think he'll hit week four this week, but at least he's returning to practice. So you Michael Thomas owners should definitely be be happy about that one. 
Now, uh, now this one came out today and definitely wanted to, to supr- or surprise a lot of people, but uh, DeAndre Hopkins with Arizona is listed as questionable. Uh, missed practice on Wednesday with an ankle injury. So don't know if uh, that's just something, everyone, you're just going to have to keep an eye on. He's been a huge favorite for Kyler Murray. I was looking, he's got 32 receptions so far this year. Which he's getting fed. It's insane, or whatever, 32 receptions, which Alvin Kamara, by the way, would be listed as the wide receiver four in fantasy uh, after the first three weeks. So That's pretty That's pretty crazy. That's <laughs> that pretty is crazy. crazy. Uh, Julio Jones listed as questionable. Uh, Bryduck had already talked about uh, trading him off. Uh, with the hamstring issue, again, wide receivers lingering hamstring issues. It can go from hamstring to a tear to out the rest of the season very quick. Yeah. Uh, so that's something that uh, be a little cautious on. A.J. Brown is listed as questionable with a knee injury. We'll get to talking about that Tennessee game here in a little bit. So I don't think the, the question question mark with his with his knee injuries is the bigger issue right now i think the COVID issue is the the bigger issue but we'll get to that later john brown uh with a with a calf injury uh listed listed as questionable he did not return the second half so uh watch out watch out for him john brown owners dj shark with jacksonville again he was limited with practice uh today with with his chest injury Still listed as questionable. Russell Gage uh, listed as questionable. He suffered a concussion. So he, he went out in that first half and didn't return. And uh, as of right now, he's listed as questionable. There hasn't really been too much updates on that. So keep an eye Man, on that. If, Russell- if, if Gage and Julio both miss that game, do you think Ridley uh, you know, gets more opportunity because of that or do you feel like he would get double teamed the whole game and get a lot less opportunity because of that see i think he's gonna get double team i think they're gonna throw to him still but he's i was a calvin ridley owner and he didn't really have much last week he still had a good game i think he had like 15 to 17 points which is a good game but it wasn't the 30 he was popping off on when he had all the other weapons around him eating as well so it's, yeah, it's scary. I'm, that's one of those ones where you see Brown or not Brown, uh, uh, Gage and Julio Jones both with the opportunity of being out for this week. And as a Ridley owner, you start, you know, salivating because at first you're like, yes, everything's going to go to Gage. But then you have to remember, like, okay, well now the teams know that that's really their only target. They're just going to yeah. double team them, take them out of the game, and almost if that ends up being the case you kind of have to be worried if you're a ridley owner right now yeah but you should be happy if you're a hidden hearse owner so yep uh because that that opens up that a little bit more uh yeah. chris godwin uh is listed as uh he's listed as doubtful he, he's uh getting an mri on on that hamstring issue it's actually funny i'm i'm playing someone who has uh godwin and it's on the person's bench and it's listed as doubtful, and his projected points are like seventeen. No, no, point zero one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. they, they must have just updated that because I I'm a Godwin owner, and I'm 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 pretty bummed right now that he got injured. Um, literally the week that I got him. Um, so that was my first week having him on my roster, and then he goes and gets injured, and I'm like, oh great, now I have this 
you know, great player that I can't even play because he's got this soft tissue injury. So that's fantastic for me. Fantastic. That was yeah. that's nine key wide receivers. I mean, you're Disgusting, looking at this. Man. You're looking at this, and I. Russell Gage is probably he's the wide receiver three over there with Julio and Calvin Ridley, but and John Brown, wide receiver number two after Stephen Di- Stephon Diggs. The rest of those are wide receiver ones on their team. Yeah, that's just insane. That you're you're talking. Well, I guess Chris Godwin. You can make an argument that Mike Evans, but uh, that's that's still just an insane amount of wide receivers, key wide receivers that are out. What yeah. about those uh, those tight ends, Braddock? Yeah, tight ends. We really just got a couple notable ones here. Um, George Kittle is still dealing with a knee injury. He's listed as questionable. Um, look for him to return, and San Francisco probably is hoping that he can because their backup is now injured also in Jordan Reed. So, you know, there goes Jordan Reed. There goes George Kittle. So the Niners are just being decimated by injury, man. They can't They can't keep people on the field right now. I, 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 think, I think they're second. So I, I was looking at an article today. And the Broncos salaried have $53 million of their salary has gone to the IR this year. And that the next horrible, man. team after that is the Niners, I believe. And they're at, they're at 30. So, so I'm starting to think like for the Broncos, they've been bad for a while, right? You know, you guys, the, the Broncos have not been a, a, a good team for a while. Now, with all the coaching staff changes and things like that that continue to happen, you know, just using, let's say, the Jets, for instance, with with Gaze, in this world of COVID where there's so much uncertainty right now and there was so much uncertainty going into the season, do you feel like it is fair to fire coaches in the middle of a season right now with everything that's going on in the world? Or do you feel like a lot of these coaches were kind of given shitty situations from the get go because of this whole virtual off season and everything like that? Do you think, do you think the coaches are going to get a pass for the season if they have bad seasons or do you anticipate teams like the jets possibly with Adam Gase on the hot seat, you know, firing a mid season amongst everything that's going on right now? I mean, Gaze has had his opportunity, right? He's been there and not only do they have talent going in there, they're either washed up or they just disappear like an Adams who's who's killing it with Seattle right now. Just very unhappy with, with the Jets. So someone like the Jets, like I could see them getting rid of him. And I mean, good riddance, like he's had a shot. Fangio, now that's someone I kind of feel bad about. They went out, they got some nice off- offensive weapons for Drew Locke to be able to, to do stuff. And they brought in someone like Casey. Uh, they had Chubb finally healthy after missing last year. Then Von Miller gets injured. So I think they've had a kind of a rough go at it. But they Denver's always had an issue with having depth. If you look at their at their roster on paper, their starting roster at outside linebacker or at safety, whatever it is, they're really good. But as soon as you look to who's their backup, it falls off completely. So, Fangio, I think got a, a shit end of the stick here. But Gaze, get get rid of get rid of that dude, and uh, I that kind of goes right into our our Thursday night night football. 
uh, speaking right there. Did we did we hit Dallas Goddard? Uh, a... we, we we didn't hit Dallas Goddard. So last tight end there uh, was Dallas Goddard. He he's been put on IR. Uh, ankle injury expected to miss some time so who knows what some time means but uh going on ir he'll at least least miss three weeks so yeah um if you're a dallas goddard owner you should expect to uh be able to place him on your ir slot pick up a backup tight end and uh zach Ertz owners you guys just got a little bit more value but not much because philadelphia still sucks well and it's kind of crazy (laughs) right because Ertz his best best week of the season and Goddard got hurt almost right away in that game. He had one catch and he was out. Like yeah. so, Zach and then Ertz, and then they started throwing deep to Ertz. Yeah, they started throwing deep to him. All the routes <laughs> yeah. that Goddard normally gets, Ertz yeah. began to get, and he was getting all those deep go tight end routes that normally he doesn't get because those are Goddard's routes. And he was getting them, and man, he was getting he was getting some some big points there. So. If you're an Ertz owner, you know, Philly sucks. They're trash. They're going to be playing from behind every week. You can guarantee they're going to be throwing 40, 50 times a game. Um, so that's a lot of opportunity for, for Ertz to get a lot of, you know, volume there. So whether or not they can convert a lot of, on a lot of those passes, you know, that's that's something to be said. But uh, if you're an Ertz owner, at least that's a, a little glimmer of hope there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and jumping right into that uh, Thursday night game here, what a shitty... Another shitty game. Another one. Fire NFL, fire the dude who schedules, or whoever schedules the Thursday night games, because... I just don't understand it, man. The, The Thursday night football games, year in and year out, are always the shittiest matchups. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me how this is what we are given on Thursday night football. It's, and it's crazy because it's just like it's on it, it was on NFL Network, right? And it was before it was something that you had to pay for the network. Well, why is someone gonna pay for the NFL network if it's a crappy game? Yeah. Now now what? It I mean, it don't matter. It, it's everyone can see it now, but beforehand or whatever, it, it was on NFL network a few years ago. So that just you guys suck. Yeah. Just just suck i mean you went from cleveland and cincinnati now to denver and the jets who are arguably the two worst teams in the nfl so i mean yeah so we got we got a we got a buddy that uh we we follow here on instagram uh his handles turn up the jets and uh i was actually watching his uh his post today and I I didn't know this, but it just seems like the most Jet thing to do. Apparently, Jets fans are rooting for them to lose every single game so that Gaze gets fired. <laughs> so all Jets fans right now are like actually like rooting for the Broncos this weekend so that it's that much closer to Gaze being fired and out the door. <laughs> That's amazing. So, That's amazing. so go check out Turn Up the Jets on Instagram. Uh, check out his post. He's got a, a little story and and his reasoning of why he thinks it's foolish because the Broncos are terrible too. And he's like, hey, I know we want to lose out and everything, but we actually have a chance to, against the Broncos. So let's, let's let's try to actually win this one. You know? Yeah. Right. I mean, but, I, who knew that Adam Gaze? I mean, he was with the Broncos on the coaching staff. Who knew that 
Adam Gaze was such a piece of shit. I, I knew immediately when he was interviewed, when he got the job, did you see him? He was like <laughs> fucking lost in space. Uh, I mean, that was, that was ridiculous. I mean, like, he, what, what kind of drugs are you on, man? You know, you're, you're, you're being welcomed to an organization today, right? Like, could you get high later? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is just crazy. And also think about this, Adam Gaze, you got your job, head coaching job, right, with being a coordinator or offensive coach for the Broncos for a 2013 season that was a huge offensive season for the Broncos. Now, they got their ass whooped uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. That that was the 43-8 to blowout in, in the Super Bowl that year with, with Peyton Manning, but I mean, that was a huge offensive numbers, and then everyone after that was like, oh, Adam Gaze is the new innovative young coach that can lead a team. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Is this going to be the game that Judy finally finally gets going here? Or? I mean, he certainly could. It's, it's against a, a horrible defense, a horrible Jets team that, you know, has been giving up huge amounts of points to everybody that they're playing each week. Um, so if there's an opportunity, you know, this is the, the time I just am still not a firm believer in, in Driscoll's abilities to, you know, spread Driscoll's out. Driscoll's not starting. So who are they going to play? Brett. Are they really? Yeah. No, no, no. Bortles. You mean? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, then, yeah. then definitely not. Yeah. I, I mean, mean Oh man. Yeah. So if, if I'm a Judy owner, so I am a Judy owner in our league <laughs> and he's been on my bench since Drew Locke went down. Cause I'm like, great, that sucks. Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to trade him to you cause your team name is Judy, Judy, Judy. I mean, come on, but that's neither here nor there. I've been hoping that he can go off. I, I, I have like a uh, high expectations for, for him because of his abilities to get in and out of his breaks. And he's just such a, a great route runner. He seems like such a natural fit for that first rookie season, just to have kind of one of those transcendent years. Um, but we just, yeah. we just aren't getting to see it because you know, it's no, no fault of his own. The team's just been decimated by injury and his start and he loses his starting quarterback. So yeah. it's it. And he's still putting up, you know, 10 points every week. So he's putting up double digit points. It's yeah. He, he's being productive. He's just not being given an opportunity to kind of go above and beyond that because of who's throwing him the ball and kind of the situation that they're in every week playing from behind. And it's, you know, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough situation right now for, for Judy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, now this, I think this is just kind of a perfect time here to, to pause here for a second and listen to one of our sponsored ads. If you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection, do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business, Bay Breakers. They'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players. I've already added some fire helmets to my collection and you can too. Just follow Bay Breakers on Facebook and get in the game. Thank you, Bay Breakers. Now, again, go check them out on Facebook, Bay Breakers. Go get some sick lids. I think I, I was seeing this this last Friday. I tried to jump in. I was a little too late. Now, they were they were going for like $28 a spot for a sick lid. So, 
they're not some are some can go all the way up to i think the 80 mark right but for the most they they do do some some nice reveals for every price range yeah so like they've got different different uh ranges you know like you said for 28 dollar buy-ins all the way up to the big buy-ins so you know if you want to get in there you can get some of these lids that are fucking awesome man they're really really cool so definitely get in there like you said uh bay breakers on facebook absolutely absolutely and and i think for the sunday games bro i think there's some good games i mean i I was going back and forth on on a couple of uh games for for our survivor league here but i think the one that's on everyone's mind that has the largest fantasy impact is that tennessee and pittsburgh game yeah i i'm paying special close attention to that because i'm a james connor owner um i think it just got announced that they're going to be playing monday night so i think we'll be fine um i i anticipate them to flex it into a double header for monday night football uh, which will be kind of cool for us. You know, we get two games now on Monday night. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if you're an owner of a uh, fantasy player on either Tennessee or the Steelers, you know, you've got to be excited with the fact that, you know, now you're not going to have to, hopefully not going to have to flex them out of your, your lineup. Because at one point today, uh, I was looking at their point projections and they went from playing a game to being listed on a bye week. Yeah. So it was like almost like pretending like, hey, just anticipate these guys are on a double buy, which yeah. is such a, a terrible thing to have to deal with, um, you know, as a I, fantasy. I owner. have I have Derrick Henry in our league together. And in my other league, I have James Conner. Oh, man. And in that other league is the league I suffered. Chris McCaffrey going down. Marlon Mack going down. <laughs> I've had... Got her go down. I, I've I'm literally the Broncos and the Niners. I, I've had four people go on IR one a week. So I mean, so pretty don't. much anybody who plays for Snow just yeah. anticipate they're going to go down that week. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> either with either with injury or COVID. Going back to the just the worst luck a human could have. Uh, when it comes to betting and sports luck over here, eh, I'm, I'm going in here. Uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, that's a, that's something to watch out for, everyone. It, it's a great news, but I know that was just on everyone's mind on Wednesday, just looking at their phones. They are going from postponed to on a bye week to possibly paying Tuesday. And I know our – my other league, our, our text thread was going crazy today and just everyone saying, well, what are they going to do? And they're like, yep. snowman, you're the, you're the expert over here. What's going to happen? I don't fucking know. This shit's never happened in our lives. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, pretty much what we knew and what we had, uh, had announced on our last episode from the sources that we were told was that they were going to flex us out to a Monday or a Tuesday game. Um, right now it's most likely looking like it's going to be a Monday night football game. Um, so still pay attention. Um, but that was the last word that I heard, you know, probably about an hour before we started recording today. Um, so, you know, pretty recent news, so it's not anything that's been quite announced yet, but, um, you know, keep, keep an ear out for that. And I mean, think about the fantasy impact of that. That's like seven big names that are impacted. And we wrote them down. I mean, 
You got James Conner. You got Juju. You got... I didn't even put Washington on there. Shit, I even forgot Deontay Washington Mm -hmm. or whatever. You got Big Ben. You got Tannehill. You got Corey Davis. Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith. Derrick Henry. So there's a lot of people that are impacted, you know, within... A.J. Brown. Yeah, A.J. Brown. I mean, the the fantasy owners are, are looking at this game because these are... These are two teams that have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. And, yep. you know, the, you, you definitely don't want to miss out on these guys being able to be in your lineup this week. Absolutely. Um, so so pay pay attention to that um, because, you know, you definitely don't want to have somebody in your starting lineup and then come to find out that they're going to be treated like it's a double buy for them or whatnot. And now you get zero points this week and you lose the week because you weren't paying attention. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Is there any games in in particular that uh, you you're also keeping an eye on? Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that Pats Chiefs game. Uh, that that Patriots Chiefs game. It's always been a game in the past that's been a lot of fun. Now Tom Brady's not there anymore, um, so you don't get to see the the Brady versus Mahomes, but we get to see Cam Newton versus Mahomes, and I think that's going to be exciting. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of how uh, Bill Belichick and company try to shut down that offensive firepower. Um, we saw what they were able to do with the Raiders, uh, you know, who had an explosive week in week two against the Saints and the Pats shut them down. So here come in the Chiefs and Chiefs, you know, went and exploded against the Ravens. Is Bill Belichick going to be able to shut down them like he was able to shut down the Raiders? What do you think? Uh, I, I mean, that that's a that's a huge huge difference right there between the, the chiefs and the raiders offensively but uh i i definitely think the pats this is kind of i i've seen a lot of people trending to, to dropping the patriots defense this week because they're going up against kc which i wow. still think is uh, a bold move because i still think they'll they'll throw up a good game i almost put clyde edwards hilaire on, on a dud list i did too of, i almost did i because almost of the did past defense yep. i and he was projected to get i think it was 17 points and i was yeah, like, I was oh, like I, that's the pats defense man like all right you know nothing just... to joke i honestly wish that game was the sunday night game a sunday night or monday night football i mean i mean instead we got the shitty ass philadelphia eagles and the niners or whatever the just the ir the emergency room teams over here just (laughs) playing against each other shit (laughs) yeah but but i think i think that game is is one that when i started looking through the the matchups for this weekend um that was the one that i was probably the most excited to watch just because obviously it's an afc matchup it's two powerhouse teams. It's two teams that, you know, are probably going to be making a, a playoff push. Uh, well, not probably. The Chiefs definitely are. Pats, you know, they probably are going to be making a playoff push. It could be the AF- AFC championship game. It could be. Um, I, I think that the Bills are a little bit more competitive, oh, especially in that division. Good. You know, the Bills, I think, are going to win that division. Um, so I think if the Bills play the Pats in the playoffs – Man, that would be a tough game for them to win, but uh, I think it's time for them to make that hurdle. It's it's now or never. 
you know, it's time for Josh Allen. You're, you're seeing that that year to year progression that you want to see out of a quarterback, and he he keeps making those leaps every year. Um, so I definitely think that the, it's the Bills' year in that in that division. And I and I'm pretty sure one of your sur- your Survivor League pick over here is is a Sunday game. Yeah, I'm going with uh, who did I pick? Who did I go with? I w- I went with the Rams. Uh, the Rams over the New York Giants at, at home. I, I believe you went with Baltimore. Is that who you went? Did I you go were talking Ravens? About? Is that who you were talking about? I did go with? Ravens. Yep, I did go Ravens against the Washington football team. Seems like an easy lock. Yeah, because the Ravens came coming off of that pathetic display of football against the Chiefs. <laughs> um, I, I figure they've got to come back and bounce back against the, the, the Washington football team. Um, so I think that, you know, they're going to come out to play. Washington is one of those teams that kind of scares me, though, man, because they're just like one of those teams that they're sneaky. They, they're sneaky, man. And they they're they're also kind of one of those teams that plays up to the caliber of the team that they're playing against. Exactly. So if they're playing up against a team that is like yeah, a playoff type team, they play to that level. But if they're playing a team like the Bengals who are an Owen 16 type team, they play to that level. Like yeah. they, they never can just be consistently what they are week to week. They're always what their opponent is and, and usually slightly worse and lose the game. So, <laughs> and that's how I feel about the saints over there. So, um, Going into into Monday night, you got two two future Hall of Famers with Matt Ryan and, and Aaron Rodgers going after each other, and and Matt Ryan is showing that he can still huck the damn ball. I mean, there could be honestly. I was looking at both of it, and I was like, shit, are we gonna hit a thousand yards passing between these two? Thousand yards defense? passing, we might hit a thousand points. <laughs> <laughs> neither one of these defenses. defenses can stop anybody they're just atrocious man so this is gonna be john madden's all-time favorite talking <laughs> talking point about whoever's got the ball last is yeah. gonna win the game <laughs> whoever scores the most points is gonna win the game thank you john madden <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be i mean there's gonna be so many points there's gonna be so many yards in this game and if you shouldn't have one of their defenses anyways, but yeah. And that, that had potential to be a super intriguing matchup with a Michael Thomas going up against a Devonte Adams and kind of being able to see that matchup. And then you have, you know, Kamara versus Jones or not Kamara versus Jones, uh, uh, Gurley versus Jones. You know, you have that matchup, you have gauge, you know, I, I think that, it would have been a lot of fun to watch uh, Julio and Gage and uh, Ridley going up against Devontae Adams, the firepower that they have there. But now you're kind of left with possibly Gage, no Julio, or possibly Ridley, no Gage, no Julio. You're left with Valdez, Scantling, and probably Lazard if Adams doesn't go, um, and then Jones. So. Yeah. I'm anticipating probably a, a, a ground and pound type game with a lot of Jones and a lot of Gurley. Uh, Could uh, Ton? What is it? Tanyan? Is that the tight end Green Bay has? Tanyan? Can he break it out for for another week here? You know, uh, so here's here's my feel on tight ends with Green Bay. They just never seem to be 
a factor. And I don't know if that's an Aaron Rodgers thing or if that is just an offensive scheming, you know, situation out there. But the Titans in Green Bay just haven't seemed to ever be a factor. I don't know what what it is. I mean, I can't even think of like really the last tight end that they had who was super valuable in fantasy, you know, week in and week out. So I don't know, man, for, for, for the Packers, there's pretty much three players on that entire offense I would touch and nobody else. Um, maybe Lazard, but uh, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers, you got Jones and you've got Devonte Adams. You know, th- those are really the three for the Packers that I feel the most confident with, uh, for the Falcons, with how many injuries they have right now, I mean, you'll be lucky to see what they roll out there on Sunday uh, or on Monday. But um, you know, something to keep an eye on. But if if you were going into this game with high hopes of a lot of yards, I, I don't know, man. I'm thinking that I would call the under on that just based off of injuries. And Matt Ryan, you could tell, kind of struggled after Russell Gage went down and with no Julio as well, and just had Ridley and Hayden Hurst and that's where you saw a lot more touches going to Gurley and more incompletions by Matt Ryan not really having his you went from a one of the most stacked probably wide receiver core with Julio Jones covering Ridley and then Russell Gage just having a, a great start to the year and to just Ridley now so it, it can definitely go into something that is something that can can go the under there and uh but we'll we'll definitely see we will see i i think uh aaron jones will will have another good game for for me i know uh bright elk over here is trying to trying to steal him from me but uh let's <laughs> let let's take uh, a real quick pause right here uh, to listen to another one of our sponsored ads does your wife nag at you because you said you'd get to that project six weeks ago Do you have to Google how to change a light bulb? Are you tired of your friends showing off their home projects? Take control of your home. Be the master of your domain. Visit Home DIY Dan on YouTube and learn how to make your house look like a man lives there. Thank you, Home DIY Dan. That was uh, perfect. Again, go check him out on YouTube. His shit is dope. And Brightuck was saying that he's got a lot of new Halloween decorations that he's talking about and putting up there as well. Man, he just did this baby gate too that is freaking awesome. I got I got kids, so you know, that's definitely something that I'm like, that's that's probably, that's actually pretty cool. He made it like an actual like piece of furniture versus like those cheap little metal baby gates you see all the time. Um, and he just made it with like wood laying around his house. So it was pretty 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 neat video to watch. So, yeah, go check him out, Home DIY Dan. Yeah, check him out. If you guys need us, uh, shoot you over the link. Just DM us. Uh, we'll shoot you over that link over to that YouTube page. But it's just Home DIY Dan uh, on, on YouTube. Now let's uh, get into our studs and duds of week four. Bryduck over here. Why don't you start us off since you are the reigning champion over here of, of last week again? Hit us up with your, what do you want to go? You want to go duds or studs? I think I, I like always ending on a, a happy note. So let's start with our, with our duds. All right, duds. 
So uh, starting here with our duds, my first dud is going to be, drumroll, Josh Jacobs. Two weeks in a row I'm going with you, Josh. Uh, I'm sorry, man, but 16.67 points against that Bills defense I think is a, a lofty expectation. Um, I don't know, man. Jacobs just didn't seem ex as explosive last weekend. Uh, seems like he's still still dealing with that hip injury. Um, so I don't know, a little bit of a concern there for me, especially kind of how he got schemed out of that, that game last weekend against the Patriots, the Patriots, um, the bills, I can see doing something very similar to how the D the, the Patriots defense shut down that offense. Um, so I, I anticipate Josh Jacobs having a, a, a really slow week. And that's kind of, I mean, 16 points against a bills offense that is just pro could possibly, if they keep doing what they're doing, throw a lot of points on the board really early. And you know, at that playing point, a lot of catch up. playing a lot of catch up and throwing the ball quite a bit. So that's kind of a, an odd projection, projection by my point, by Yahoo to, to predict him to have 16.67 points. Sorry, wifey. But who, who, who's your next dud over here? Uh, it's my where the fuck have you been, Kenyon Drake? And I'm calling you out again. Uh, you keep being my dud every week, and you keep, I keep hitting. So if, if you're going to keep being a dud every week, Drake, I'm going to keep calling you a dud until you prove me otherwise. So <laughs> Kenyon Drake against the Panthers projected to put up 17.41 points. He hasn't come close to that all year long. Uh, he's been a complete fucking utter failure for all fantasy football owners. And, you know, here, here, here I am as a man who traded for you, traded for you, Kenyon Drake. And <laughs> uh, you're, you're sitting on my bench right now cause you can't do shit. So go out there, prove me wrong. But until other, until you prove me otherwise, you are my second dead of the week. And, if you can't do it against the Panthers this week, oh, man. Kenyon Drake fans, you better be... Just start... It's fire sale. Fire fire sale, get rid of his ass, because if he can't do it against the Panthers, then you you really are fucked. Yeah. Uh, who's, who's your last dud? My last dud is going to be Jonathan Taylor. So hear me Ooh. out here. Hear me out. I know Naheem Hines hasn't been doing much of anything since that first game when he came in when Mac got injured. Um, but the, the bears defense is not a defense that I think is a favorable matchup for, for Jonathan Taylor. Um, now you're going up against a bears defensive line. That's one of the tops in the league, but let's not forget the Colts offensive line is number one in the league. So this is going to be a really, really fun game to watch in the trenches. Uh, yeah. you know, coming from, you know, playing a lot of D-line as, you know, uh, a football player growing up. I, I always watch the trenches. It's one of my favorite things to watch is D-line versus O-line. Um, and just seeing those guys maul each other. So I'm really looking forward to that matchup and watching that O-line go up against that defensive line. Um, I just I just feel like with Jonathan Taylor, 18.08 um, points is a lot of points to put up against the Bears. And now you've got Foles coming in. I anticipate them to be able to actually control the fucking ball and control a little bit of game clock management there a lot better than Trash Bisky was able to do. Um, so I don't think that the Colts will have as much opportunity as they would have if, if Trubisky had been playing. 
Yeah, no, I mean, uh, definitely a very, very good point there and some some good duds there. I, I, I like those. Uh, we'll be going over to mine here. Now, my first dud over here is going to be DJ Moore. Now, DJ Moore, I, I'm starting to see something with Robbie Anderson and Carolina and as well as Carolina focusing on Christian McCaffrey, Davis for last week, they like to get the running backs involved in the pass game. And he's projected to have 17.33 points. Now, he's going up against Patrick Peterson or a Dre Kirkpatrick. So he's not going against some, some corners that are just going to easily give him those points. So I don't know. I, I see a struggle there. I haven't really seen much out of DJ Moore this year to put a whole boat of confidence in him to just come out here and tear it up. Now, the thing that could work in his favor is Arizona could jump up ahead to where they're going to be tr playing some garbage time, which DJ Moore might be able to kind of get in there and slide in for some garbage time, uh, some garbage points there. But uh, my next one is, is Darius Slayton. Now, I was very surprised to see him he's projected to have 14 or excuse me 15.02 points i think that is absolutely insane for darius slayton to to have that many points here's my reasoning here number one the giants absolutely fucking suck so uh, there's there's number one and number two he's going and he's facing he's gonna be facing jalen ramsey with the Rams. Yeah. You're yeah. talking about one of the best corners in the league that your wide receiver is going to have to go up against. And I just... 15.02 points. Uh, that's just not not there. And uh, my third one is someone that Bryduck and I were talking about today over here uh, with, a, with a buddy of ours. All right, my third one is going to be Joe Mixon. Sell him for a pack of Skittles. Anything you can get. Anything. He, Anything he's, you get. He's facing Jacksonville, but he's projected to get 16.51 points. Man, if you go look at his fucking projections for the whole season, it's like 16 points, 17 points, 18 yeah. points, a week in and a week out. I don't know who is doing drugs in <laughs> in Yahoo Fantasy Football land and who is putting these projections across all platforms. Right? Everybody loves Joe Mixon. Everybody projects this guy to be super high. I, I got fooled last year into thinking he was going to be something. Had to get rid of him. This year, I was like, oh, nope, I'm not falling for that one again. People were, people were drafting this guy in the first round, man. In the first, I'm like, you guys understand he plays for the Bengals, right? Like <laughs> any other team, sure, you know, but he plays for the fucking Bengals. Like they're, they're, they're absolutely horrendous. And, and Joe Burrow is having to throw the ball 45 times a game. Man, so. he set like a rookie record. I think one week he threw like 60 passes in a yeah. game. And, yeah. like, had, like, the most completions amongst a rookie because he threw, like, 35 completions or something like that. And I was like, yeah, well, he threw the ball 85 times, so. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe Mixon isn't a part of the pass game. They don't they don't throw him the I ball. I don't understand why because so. he's super talented out of the backfield. He, he absolutely. A, he is a, an elite talent. It's just it's unfortunate that they have such a shitty offensive line. If they had a better offensive line, because they've got, they've got ath athletes out there, like, skill player athletes they've got them 
Yeah. But when it comes to the guys in the trenches, they, that's where they're lacking. Because, um, I mean, if you look at their wide receivers, talented. You look at their tight end, talented. Look at their running back, talented. Joe Burrow is going to be a fucking talent. Everybody knows that. Yeah. You can just watch this kid play, and he he's going to be a, a, a force to be reckoned with in the league. The offensive line is the problem. That yeah, offensive absolutely. line is 100% their problem. Um, absolutely. If they can address that and go throw every single dollar they have in their cap salary at the O-line in this offseason, they can potentially be a lot better next year. But for this year, Joe Mixon, owners, get rid of him. Love the pick as a dud. Um, I'm shocked I didn't think of that one. And then uh, why don't you hit us up with your, your high your high points over here and hit us up with your studs let's go into our studs so uh every week i pick the quarterback going up against my raiders and they're not letting me down so josh allen this is your week (laughs) (laughs) josh allen this is your uh your time to shine so it's a it's a big number he's gonna have to hit because he's projected to put up 27.65 points um you know so that yeah that means he's got to put up you know 30.65 points absolutely doable um if you look at what josh josh allen's been doing this season he's absolutely taking the league by storm uh he put up 32 points in the first week 42 points in the second week 40 points in the third week so i and you know and those were against better defenses than (laughs) well other than the jets um you know the rams he put up 40 points against the rams and the rams are damn damn better defense than the raiders defense so i anticipate josh allen to have a monster week yeah good one good one who's your next one uh my next one's going to be daryl henderson so with Cam Akers and Brown both potentially out for this game, Daryl Henderson is going to be a workhorse. Um, he's proven he's able to do it in all aspects of the game, whether that be running the ball or receiving out of the backfield. He's only projected to put up 14.85 points against a Giants defense that is absolutely atrocious, and they're going to jump way out ahead, and they're going to grind the clock out and run the ball the rest of the day. So Daryl Henderson's going to have nothing but opportunity in that game. Daryl Henderson is going to have a monster game. DFS and in regular fantasy football, lock and load with some Daryl Henderson this weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And give us your, your last one here. Last one I'm going to go with is going to be James Robinson for right. wh- for whatever reason, this kid is not getting the respect he deserves. Um, we, we ran that poll this weekend uh, or this week of whether he's a, a stud or a dud, a, 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 a sell high or buy, you know, type guy. And, Actually, the poll ended and it was a 50-50 split. Really? It ended up being a 50-50 split. There was like 25 and 25. It was pretty incredible. I was I was actually shocked. I was like, man, because at one point it was like way duds. And then all of a sudden I woke up in the morning and checked the, checked the poll just to see where it was. And it was like dead set almost at 50-50. And then about an hour before we started recording, I checked it again. It was 25 and 25. I don't know if the tie ever got broken, but, you know, I think people are still on the fence. That shows exactly what we were you know that shows exactly what the the feeling is for james robinson right now it's kind of that 50 50 some people think hey this could be the next you know big big undrafted kid to just kind of take off 
And then there's other people who are like, mm, no, not so much. So I mean, I traded for him, so I had to pick Stud on that poll. So oh yeah, well hey, <laughs> here's the thing: he's only projected to put up 11.64 points against the Bengals. You know, we just got done talking about their defensive line and their offensive line, but their defensive line in this case is a favorable matchup for the Jaguars because for him to only put up 11.64 points against that that team, I think that the Jaguars can potentially same as the Rams jump out ahead and go to grinding the clock out, give Robinson the ball, let him, you know, just take over the game and tons of opportunity, tons of volume, tons of points. So Absolutely. And he are... doesn't have anyone behind. Yeah. They're, they're losing they're using LaVisca uh Sh- Chenault. Chenault, there we go. Uh as as another running back. So yeah. it's not like he has anyone behind him. So until they can find someone behind him you better believe he's going to get 20 touches a game. So I I 100% agree. Uh, jump Jumping into my studs, uh, I also, I'll just say that I also had James Robinson. It's our only one that we, we kind of cross-connected and had the same one. So I have James, Ro- James Robinson as well. No need to, to further go into, into that because um, Bryduck over here broke him down perfectly. Uh, I, I threw... I threw two in here that i that i feel are are kind of sneaky sneaky very uh, sneaky yeah this i was i was going deep into this i'm going with mo ali cox uh from indianapolis their tight end against the bears who have allowed an opposing tight end to score a touchdown two out of the three games so those are the players that have had the success so far against Chicago's defense are the tight ends in the red zone. So Phillip Rivers loves his tight ends. His most successful years with the Chargers are when Antonio Gates was at his peak and just Antonio Gates and Phillip Rivers would just tear it up. For whatever reason, Jack, Jack Doyle returned last week and Cox still got the majority of the snaps versus Doyle, as well as the majority of the snaps in the pass game. So I think Mo, I mean, he's projected only to have 6.24 points, yeah. which week week two, week three, he only had, he had three catches for 50 yards and a touchdown, which definitely surpasses it. But week two, he had six he, had, he was targeted he was targeted seven times he had six catches for 111 yards and a touchdown in week in week two so and last week he ended up finishing tight end six overall so and, it's not, and you dropped an interesting stat uh when they dropped back to pass you said he's on the field how often 90 percent so, of the time so he's on the field about 90 percent of the time when Philip Rivers is throwing the ball. Now, will that will Doyle become a little bit more healthier and, and take some away? Who knows? But he's he's definitely with Pittman going down, with Paris Campbell still down. He's become a trusted ally for Philip Rivers in that offense. So I continue to see I, I think he continues to see a lot of targets 
early on. And again, Philip Rivers just loves his tight ends. He loves so, his tight ends. I mean, every tight end who's ever played with Philip Rivers has got fed and has always been super successful. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at every single t- – I mean, he didn't have to play with very many, but Gates and uh, Hunter Henry, you know, they both got fed. So yeah. I, I think that if if you're looking for a, uh, a very sneaky tight end pick – um, those th- there's snow going deep with some of these these uh, these percentages and these stats. Um, oh yeah, but man, that's a that's a great pick. Six point two four points is super low. I mean, all a guy has to do is catch a touchdown, and, yeah, and, and you're and you're golden, <laughs> you know. So and then uh, Joshua Kelly, now he's also got a super low point level six point five one. Now he Austin Eckert did a great job last week. He saw his finally low. Finally, Joshua Kelly saw his lowest carry amount with just six, and he had a huge run last week that ended up him fumbling on, which lost a lot of points for him to begin with. Maybe lost a little trust and went to went to Austin, but I don't see how someone that had 14 in week one, 23 in week two, and six last week. I don't see how they. St- still don't give him the ball and he still doesn't have his opportunities and again he's the person they like to go to down in the goal line and in the red zone so again as long as he can score a touchdown that that's a that's another safe pick so some some nice studs and duds from from both ends i just finished my second snow wisen because they're they're only 5.3% so I need a little bit more, but I definitely finished my second Snow Wisen by Snow or Snowshoe Brewing Company over here. Now that is a company that I'm 100 100% gonna love. So they, <laughs> 100 100% need to be sponsored by. 100% need to sponsor we're, we're, us. We're not we're not sponsored by them, but we could be persuaded. Yes, we we can definitely <laughs> Snowshoe. You can definitely hit us up. And we can definitely be persuaded. You know, I, I don't mind drinking those beers <laughs> every night. So <laughs> hit us up with those cl- closing remarks. Yeah, on uh, social media, Instagram and YouTube, follow us at Fantasy Football BS on Twitter at Fantasy FBBS. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, you can find us on any podcast platform at Fantasy Football BS. So make sure to tell your friends, uh, tell your family, tell your leagues. Uh, quit hiding us and keeping us a secret. Let everybody know about the gold that we're giving you guys. So make sure that you're uh, passing out our, our information to all your leagues. Um, next episode is going to be next Wednesday. Uh, so make sure you guys are subscribing to our, our uh, podcast so that you know when we drop those new episodes. Um, again, thank you to our sponsors, Air Care Heating and Cooling. Uh, you can reach them at 408-809-7350 or visit them at www.aircareheatandcool.com. Uh, thank you to Home DIY Dan on YouTube. Uh, and also thank you to the Bay Breakers out there on Facebook. Uh, you know, we're super appreciative of all of our sponsors and everything that you guys do for us. Um, so make sure you guys are giving them the love and going and checking them out. 
Absolutely. As, as always, I hope you guys have a great week four. I hope that everything that we were able to uh, give you guys this week is going to help you guys set up those perfect lineups. Um, you know, plenty of time between now and and Sunday and hell, even now between now and, and game time Thursday night. So if you guys got any questions, last minute advice, anything that you guys need from us, go ahead and shoot us a DM on Instagram. And, uh, you know, we always make sure to get to all of all of our questions that come in. Um, so just shoot us any any lineup questions and we'll make sure to answer those for you guys absolutely absolutely awesome see you guys next week all right guys peace out